1: Corn Pop
0: was a bad dude. The, line dark is short. the conservative connection with Corn and Crow. Come
2: on, man. Working now.
3: All right, so All right. This, uh, this record, we're talking about the Derek Chauvin case and we're talking about red flag laws. Yeah, is we're going right?
2: to talk about red flag laws. We're going to talk about the issue at the border. We're going to mention the New York Post. We're going to talk about uh, Biden stepping in on guns, the six different regulations that he wants to process. We're going to get into all that. All right, cool. Well, you can start it off. All All right, right. cool. So start with. All right. So let's look at this. So we're going to talk about Biden and the six different things that he's doing right now with regards to guns. Now, Biden was recently asked when he was at a press conference, somebody asked him about guns maybe a week ago, and then he started talking about agriculture. But now it feels like he's finally circled back. And now the White House press has um, labeled a quote unquote fact sheet about the Biden-Harris administration announcing initial actions to address the gun violence public health epidemic. Their words, not mine. So the six things that they want to do, and I'm just going to cut to the chase because there's just a lot of blubber in this sheet leading up. But the Justice Department, within 30 days, will issue a proposed rule to help stop the proliferation of quote-unquote ghost guns. And the White uh, WhiteHouse.gov document says, We are experiencing a growing problem. Criminals are buying kits containing nearly all of the components and directions for finishing a firearm within as little as 30 minutes and using the firearms to commit crimes. Now, I don't know anybody who can just take a slab of, of metal and create a gun in well, 30 I th- minutes. <laughs> I think
3: that, yeah, well, yeah, let's talk about this for a second, because yeah. ghost guns are technically considered like you you purchase the parts and then you put it together yourself. Right. But the thing is, is that you can't have an operational firearm without – the lower receiver so the lower receiver on a rifle is what you have to register with the government to buy one Mm -hmm. so even just to walk into a store and buy a lower receiver that will you know Mm -hmm. you know obviously help you operate your gun because you need it right that is just like buying any other firearm right Mm -hmm. you have to show your FOI card you have to have your background check you have to wait three days to pick it up after they clear it and everything and then also on top of that, you have to build the rifle, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is that I don't really, I haven't heard that the ghost guns are what is causing the problem. Yeah, like is are is, is every mass shooting done so, with a somebody ghost gun? find
2: me just one, find me one, yeah, mass with the, shooting with a ghost with a gun. ghost gun. Yeah, that's happened within the last five to ten years. Yeah, I don't
3: I don't think that's a thing.
2: No, so, it's it's really not. Most people don't even know what the term ghost gun is, but it sounds, you know, intimidating. It sounds like it could be something I mean, I'm out sure the they
3: confiscated Oh,
2: sure. Yeah, I'm sure, sure they've definitely.
3: confiscated guns that uh, you know, technically, I mean, they can't really say specifically like it's a ghost gun unless, you know, whoever they catch with it specifically says that, right? Cuz yeah. I mean, they can tell that if you buy a rifle like yeah, it has what, a serial what, number it has a serial number but like i said it's only on the lower receiver right. so you can only really tell if the whole gun came from a shop because you can trace it right like the shop can say yeah yes we assembled this rifle here and then we sold it as one piece yeah but selling you a know? ghost
2: gun is illegal if you sell a ghost gun without a serial number that's illegal right. anyway that's an
3: illegal, that's gun. illegal that's, gun that's an illegal gun it's not even considered a ghost gun yeah. that's just and an that's illegal.
2: an illegal transaction you're not supposed to be yeah, to to doing that anyway. so so The entire idea that there's this epidemic of ghost guns, like this new problem. And by the way, like I know a lot of people are saying, well, what about the 3D printers? Look, I've looked at these 3D printer guns. I think the only functioning gun I was able to find shot one bullet and... Um, there was a high chance that it was going to break apart. Now, could that change in the future? Absolutely. But most people are not going to spend a ton of money to get 3D printers and then trust the polymer-made gun that could be made out of plastic or some sort of cheap right. material. Yeah. That's just not going to happen, especially if yeah. it's got a low capacity.
3: Especially the lower receiver because that has like pretty much all the like yeah. the, the main working components, like you know the, the, the springs saying, and the yeah. triggers and stuff. You I'm know? just
2: saying, if I was a cop, I would be praying. That the guy that I'm going to get into a firefight with is using a 3D printed plastic gun. Right. Like that would be my heaven, yeah. <laughs> you know. Exactly. It's like you might not even have to fire a shot because the gun would just break in his hands. But anyway, moving on. Uh, the Justice Department within 60 days. So a lot of these sound like suggestions like we were talking about earlier. But will issue a proposed rule. To make clear when a device marketed as a stabilizing brake effectively turns a pistol into a short-barreled rifle, subject to the requirements of the National Firearms Act. The alleged shooter in the Boulder tragedy last month appears to have used a pistol without or with an arm brace, sorry, which makes a firearm more stable and more accurate while still being being concealable. Now, and we were talking about this before off air, but, you know, an AR pistol is pretty long. It's like two, three feet long. It's, yeah, it's, it's not something you can easily conceal. Yeah, you know, I, I saw one guy on a meme, and he had uh, one of those little pistol holsters, and he had the AR pistol inside of it, and it was going all the way up to his oh, shoulder. Sure. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, because they say it's a pistol now, but I don't, I don't get yeah. this idea that a stabilizing brace makes a gun more lethal. I don't understand the, the logic behind that. Well, I guess it well, a stabilizing bar is just to help,
3: you know, perform uh, your shooting better. So basically you're yeah. taking away the recoil. You're bringing down the recoil by having a supporter, right? right. But the lethality
2: so, of any gun depends on who's holding it.
3: Yeah. 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 Well, not yeah. not really on who's holding it, but, you know, what kind of projectile is being ejected from the yeah. barrel. Obviously, you know what I mean? Well, if you're a crap shot. You know. Right. Yeah. I mean, exactly. So I, I don't think that the sta- I mean, the stabilizer bar could make you a better, a more accurate shooter. Absolutely. And I guess that in turn, but that doesn't make the actual object
2: more right. deadly.
3: You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's I not. Don't, yeah. That's
2: not a thing. Well, it's well stupid. There was something Shapiro it. said earlier. He's like, I don't even like saying vi- gun violence. <laughs> I like saying like violence committed by go- guns, guns. You yeah. know, and and he's just saying if you look at violence. By people who have guns or violence committed with guns, you know, a lot of these areas are big cities and most big cities are Democrat anyway. You're going to be hard pressed to find any big city that's like a big booming Republican city that has a big problem with gun, gun violence yeah. or whatever. But anyway, moving on. Uh, Justice Department within 60 days will publish model red flag legislation. I'm probably going to keep this up and keep this going even until next week because I don't think people understand just how bad red flag laws are. But I'll give the whitehouse.gov a uh, definition of what they want to do first. Red flag laws allow family members or law enforcement to petition for a court order temporarily barring people in crisis from accessing firearms if they present a danger to themselves or others the president urges congress to pass an appropriate national red flag law so it would be national as well as legislation incentivizing states to pass red flag laws of their own in the interim the justice department published model legislation that will make it easier for states that want to adopt red flag laws to do so so talking about red flag laws, the government decides that you're guilty until proven innocent. You and I would call that tyranny, but politicians call them red flag laws. So what exactly is a red flag law? Why should you care? They gave somewhat a decent description, but a red flag law is an extreme risk protection order. It's given by a judge that deems an individual has to surrender all firearms and all ammunition that they own. So what's the idea behind this? Well, you know, as they said, they don't want crazy lunatics running around killing people with guns. And, you you know, if they've got a lunatic on the loose or somebody that looks a little bit sketchy and it kind of looks like he has a mental history or he's just doing some weird stuff, then you want to call it out. But the devil's in the details here because red flag laws violate so many of your rights that you don't even have to be pro-gun to be against them. It violates your Second Amendment, your Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Sixth Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment. Depending on how it's issued, it could violate the First Amendment, and we've seen that. And considering it violates so many amendments, it's pretty easy argument to say that it violates the Ninth Amendment, which, you know, so that's seven amendments that it's already violating. So I just wanna go through each one. So Second Amendment, obviously, shall not be infringed. And then you got the Fourth Amendment prohibits unreasonable searches and seizures the fifth amendment is due process and other civil and criminal proceedings the sixth amendment rights are speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district informed of the nature and cause of the accusation to be confronted with the witnesses against him you don't really get that and to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in your favor and to have the assistance of counsel for your defense the 14th amendment states that Nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of laws. And that that goes away because they're seizing your property and they're doing it without due process. The Ninth Amendment basically states that the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people like the right to face your accuser which is also gone with the red flag law so if you get red flagged you don't really get to defend yourself the process that takes place is called ex parte it's a legal term that literally means in latin Um, from out of the party faction name or party often uh, omitted an ex parte decision is one decided by a judge without requiring all of the parties to in the dispute to be present it means that the accused in this case does not have to be present to defend themselves in order to move forward. So basically you have zero defense. Yeah. The judge only hears one side, the side that's against you. Yeah. So the odds that you're going to be heard out are nothing.
3: So basically, if if they have enough evidence to present against you, right. they can. The judge can basically rule without even bringing you to the stand, without even asking you a question. They can right. pretty much just confiscate your guns. Yeah. yeah.
2: And on top of that, who's who's going to be the person accusing you? Well, you don't know. You don't have a right to face your accuser. It could be a jealous coworker. It could be right. uh, a jealous ex girlfriend, ex wife. Yeah. It could be a boss who doesn't like you. could be like a nosy neighbor. You have no idea. And these judges usually try to fill these out. Like, cause somebody would be like, well, it's a judge. He's going to go through a process. Well, if somebody says, well, I gave this red flag order to a judge and then this guy went out and did a shooting. Now the judge is responsible. So people were like, oh wait, how how is that possible? Oh, this judge should lose his job. This judge should be fired. How could he not do that? Well, because you don't have any due process it's an inversion you are guilty until proven innocent you know these these aren't solutions these are shackles yeah it's basically just a way to get somebody's firearms and on top of that the holding procedure for this is usually nine months to a year and certain states like um that's how long they hold your yeah that's how long they 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 take it it, if they take it and then in illinois and a few other states it could be three three years to five years Uh, it's insane. And on top of all that, you know, let's say, I'll throw out an olive branch. Okay. Maybe we've got, you know, a few people who are liberals hate listening to us, which we love you guys too. You're part of our audience, but (laughs) so throwing out an olive branch here, let's say that the guy is a crazy, you know, killer. Let's say he's Ted Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer or whatever. Now, you didn't arrest Ted Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer or a serial killer. You arrested their gun. You, you didn't arrest them. So if they get their gun taken away, they don't really have any kind of criminal proceeding. They're not under arrest. They're not. Nothing happens to that person. A dangerous person is still a dangerous person. They can kill somebody just as easily without a gun. You know, more people are killed by hammers in the United States than guns every year, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's ridiculous. So you didn't actually do anything to stop the criminal. You just arrested the gun. You didn't arrest anybody other than that, and that really doesn't do anything to help the problem. Right. And right. Yeah. And just going beyond that, in a lot of these cases with the Miranda rights, you say, okay, if if you cannot afford a lawyer, one will be provided to you. But in a red flag law, that's also not present because it's a civil proceeding, not a criminal proceeding because they can't actually prove you're a criminal. So, they're, <laughs> so what they're doing is they're saying to you, okay, if you can't afford a lawyer, you're just screwed and you better have a lot of money saved up if you're gonna fight this because, you know, I think the holding period or it's like, you have either one or two weeks, I think, to show up in court. It's very, very immediate. You have to pr- try to defend yourself and you have to have a good legal defense too. So if you can't afford a lawyer, you're stuck just defending it yourself and then you got to take time off from work. And again, if you can't afford a lawyer, you're just screwed because you don't have a right to legal well, defense. Well, I think that's probably one of their,
3: their main things on trying to do all of this stuff, <laughs> right? It's to- just fluster people with the justice systems. Right. And they just go, okay, whatever, fine. I'm not going to go and, you know, I'm not going to fight to get my guns
2: back because it's just too much. Yeah. And, and ima- that's how they're yeah. going to slowly take people's guns away. And, you know? and like what we were saying earlier, like imagine if they create like a national background check like they want to do and then they add red flag laws to it. Okay, so if, you, if you've ever been red flagged, then you can't, you can't buy firearms or ammunition. Well there was no due process for the red flag and you don't have enough money to fight it. You're just out of luck, pal. Tough luck. You can't buy firearms now. It's really an insane procedure, but you're, like I said, you're losing like seven different amendments that give you different rights in the constitution. You're losing due process. You lose your right to property. They can just come in and seize your property. And by the way, the cops are also putting themselves at risk. Because if you just show up at somebody's random door, just kick down their door and just say that you, yeah. you're you going to go seize their guns against their will, it's not exactly well, I wonder, like,
3: say if, you situation. know, you have a – for example, if you have a girlfriend that thinks that you're dangerous and they want to take away your guns because mm-hmm. they think that, you know, you might hurt somebody or you might be suicidal or whatever it is um, – you know, who's to say those people are even credible Right. at first, you know right. what I mean, for them to even file something like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's got to be some kind of, you know, if they do pass the red flag laws, I mean, they got to have some kind of provision that, you know, at least vets the people who are coming in and saying, Yeah. you know. You know, this, you know, you got to take this person's guns away because they're crazy or blah, 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 yeah. blah you know, like just got to be some provision for them to be
2: like, OK, like,
3: who are you? Yeah. Why
2: are you saying this? Why should we even take you seriously? Yeah. You know? And a lot of politicians have gotten in trouble for endorsing this. You know, Trump got in trouble for endorsing red flag laws for a short period of time. Dan Crenshaw did as well. And that stuck with him. Unfortunately, he walked it back because he realized how bad it was. But um, this is that you have to realize just how bad this is. But. Again, to show just how badly they want to use this for gun confiscation and not to prevent crime, because I know there will still be people out there saying, well, you know, if we can just save a few people. Okay. In 2019, there was a politician named Ken Buck, and he said, okay, you know what? I can figure out a way to make this a good thing. So what we're going to do is the only people you'll be able to red flag initially starting out will be people on gang criminal databases. So we're just going to take just gang members. And I, I believe this guy was per, from Pennsylvania. And he said, we're going to do gang criminal databases. And we're going to th- put forward a really strict procedural step in order to get the process started. But we can only do this with gnome criminals. And that'll be the amendment. And you had a lot of Republicans that were behind that and the democrats overwhelmingly rejected it because they said well that doesn't take into account somebody's due process because that person could be part of a gang and then get out or that person could be part of a gang and not doing anything so they were actually more concerned with the gang members due process and eventually he said okay we'll just do active gang members and they still said no so Jeez. this this is not about this is not about stopping crime guys <laughs> This yeah, is I mean, well. I mean, it's Democrats. It's right? gun they're, conversation. They're always
3: like, you know, giving rights to. You know, obviously, <laughs> they they want like felon and felons felons to, to vote, vote yeah. and like you know, all oh, these people should be able to do this. I don't know but, if
2: you saw that clip when Bernie Sanders was <clears> asked, "Do do you want the Boston bombers to be able to vote?" and he said yes, basically. Oh my god! This is the answer. Um, okay, so. Oh, loser. But again, <laughs> I could I could go on about red flag laws forever. I'll probably save yeah, some more for later. Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, we're it, gonna
3: we're gonna talk about a little bit about the Derek Chauvin case because that's been coming up a lot, and obviously it's a big. It's, it's
2: yeah. So it's so, so Derek Chauvin, you, you can tell the prosecution. I was listening to another podcast, and you said you can tell the prosecution's not exactly doing well because. What's going on is there, they used to say, well, he had his knee on his neck. Now they're saying he's got his knee on his neck area. Well, I mean, They've changed the, their language. Some of the
3: worst things for the prosecution have happened in the case already. Like The prosecution has called witnesses, and the defense has called the same witnesses after they heard mm-hmm. their testimonies because what they're saying is actually helping the defense rather than helping the prosecution. So, yeah. I mean, like— that's bad. Like yeah, and if you're in a court yeah. case and the prosecution calls a witness and you're part of the defense and you're like, actually, that helped us. Like yeah, you should yeah. call that person
2: as a right. witness, right? Exactly. So, so initially, it sounded like the prosecution was really getting just not having a good start, yeah, they not had getting a, on a they good had
3: a, I think they had a better day uh, more on Thursday. Um, so that was kind of the what we were going to go over with this uh, CNN opinion piece. So there's a there's a guy that writes for CNN. His name is Cedric Alexander, and he's actually like an ex-police chief. And obviously he's more on the side of, um, you know, the Minneapolis police, I guess, more mistraining their officers to use force, because that's right. kind of what the case is about. Like, did right. he misuse the force? So, yeah. I mean, the, the whole narrative of, Derek Chauvin being racist and doing this out of racism has not. Has like, not materialized. Yeah there, there, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of evidence for that, and there hasn't really been a lot of uh, you know information specifically pointing to that. But this opinion piece, so <clears throat> this guy, Cedric Alexander, he says, on Thursday, Dr. Martin J. Tobin, a pulmonologist and critical care physician, provided the requisite rigor and objectively and in doing so raised critical questions for me, a former police chief with decades of experience about how officers entrusted with public safety do our jobs. In his sober, soft-spoken testimony, he never uttered the words murder, which, as the manner of death, is a legal determination beyond his expertise. So this is like, yeah. so when I read this, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of, you know i had to remember that right so yeah. this this guy is a pulmonologist but he's not an expert at telling people you know the you know yeah. looking at a body and saying that person died because of this right that's more yeah. of you know an autopsy thing right they kind of go through it and they kind yeah. of find the the cause yeah of because death. if
2: you could just look at a guy and figure out what killed him you wouldn't need an autopsy right right exactly <laughs> you wouldn't
3: you wouldn't need it so um so it even says that he uttered the word. He never uttered the words "murder," which, as the manner of death, is a legal determination beyond his expertise. So that's something that you really have to listen to because when you read the rest of this, um,
2: are they trying to get him on first degree murder or second? Um, degree murder? I
3: believe. I believe they have. They have a. Third degree murder charge and a second degree murder charge and then also a third degree
2: manslaughter charge because I know they when they first initially pressed him they went way too far with the prosecution I think they were talking about first degree murder or something and this right guy was like, well you that can't was that. so
3: that's hard to convict somebody first degree murder because that yep. means that you know he specifically knew him, and he went there that day knowing that he was going to kill him. Yeah. And that he committed the crime. Yeah. And, and you, can't, you, can't you can't prove that. There's nothing that shows that. So even with third-degree murder, third-degree murder is, uh, say, you knowingly commit, commit an act or a crime, and somebody dies in the process mm-hmm. uh, related to your actions. So basically you know, say you, you know, rob a bank and you go in and some lady has a heart attack and falls out because she's so scared from it. You know, like you committed a crime. You weren't committing the crime specifically knowing that you were going to go in there and kill this later or she was going to have a heart attack. Yeah. But that's what happened. Yeah, So you're now story. responsible for that. You yeah. know what I mean? So th- it's going to be hard to convict him with that because you have to look at third degree murder, meaning he knew he was committing a crime. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't think that he's going to admit that doing his job and 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 pursuing somebody is. Oh yeah, I'm I'm knowingly committing a crime today, right. right? Like I I'm no I'm gonna go and commit a crime, and someone's gonna die, and if someone dies in the process, then right, you know, that's a consequence of mine, you know. So I mean, both of the charges are pretty like you know they're hard to to yeah. pin on them, and I think that that's what. You know, CNN and MS you know, all the left-wing media are having trouble, uh, you know, looking at because, you know, they don't want to report that, right? They want the perception of, like, this is a closed case, you know what I mean? Derek Chauvin murdered him, and that's it. There's really no reason to talk. And any acquittal of the case is somehow, like, you know, related to American racism and, you know, white supremacy and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and then there was a video recording
2: of George Floyd that's saying, I think I ate too many drugs. And that was an yes. uh, that was an audio so, that yeah, came out. They actually played that audio in the court case. But yeah, so this toxicology report is not helping him out either because I looked it up. Toxicology George Floyd report shows that he had eleven nanograms per milliliter of fentanyl in his system, five point six nanograms per milliliter of net na- of norfentanyl, which is a metabolite of fentanyl, which can be a precursor substance that people use. And I'm not really sure about that, but when when mixing drugs, a lethal dosage is seven nanograms per milliliter. George Floyd had 11, and he had also on top of that 5.6 of norfentanil. So George Floyd, uh, apparently he, they said he had chronic injuries and pain, so they were prescribed opioids and everything else. But also the, the bad thing about this was that his drug dealer was also in the car with him giving the, giving him the the drugs. Right. And on top of that, he was trying to drive. So, right. So that's really, that would have been a whole manslaughter case in itself. I
3: think the, I think the thing came when they did the autopsy for him, right? Pretty early. I mean, it was last year and they determined that he died, you know, from a drug overdose. And it, they didn't show any signs of, you know, like a cross trachea or, you know, uh, constant, you know, uh, pressure towards someone's lungs. You know what I mean? They didn't really find that. But then I think that the family did an uh, independent autopsy with it. And the autopsy, per, you know, showed asphyxiation. Right. So and I think that that's a big thing that the de- defense kind of went over The other day when they called some EMTs up and, and they called some doctors up and they asked them questions about, you know, is asphyxiation always due to, you know, pressure on the back of the neck or pressure on the lungs or on the back and they said no like it's it's possible that asphyxiation can happen from from a
2: drug overdose as yeah. well you know, yeah and, and they, then people and don't realize that. people don't realize how intense uh, fentanyl is i i did a presentation on this not too long ago where i was talking about fentanyl and uh the when fentanyl is in your system it's it's a more powerful opioid than heroin and it's more powerful than morphine so it's, it's really a strong thing. I was talking to an ER med paramedic and he was telling me that at one point he was trying to deal with a kid who had fentanyl in his system and the drugs were so powerful that a drop of sweat came down from the overdosed kid's body and hit one of his uh, colleagues on the hand. So it just dropped landed on his hand. It knocked his colleague out and he had to use Narcan to get him up. Just a drop of sweat hitting him. It's, it's insane how strong those drugs are, you know? Yeah. And, you know, the fentanyl is one of those things that also gets transferred a lot over the border. And there was one case where they seized so much fentanyl in just one truck shipment that they got that it was enough to kill 57 million people. Oh, yeah. That was a yeah. few years ago. That was ago, a few right? years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, speaking of the border, let's go over to the border. So- I, it's getting to the point where that i feel like the white house just does not understand incentives because they just they've already had a moratorium on deportations and now what's happening is the white house is now considering cash payments to illegal aliens essentially so this is from the new york post And it says, the Biden administration is considering sending cash payments to Central Americans in a bid to prevent them from making the trek north as the U.S. grapples with the worst immigration crisis. According to Reuters, we're dealing with a 20-year spike. So it's at an all-time 20-year high um, from Reuters reports on Friday. So the potential cash transfer program would be targeted at residents from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, which accounts for the overwhelming majority of migrants illegally crossing the border. And that's why we had the Remain in Mexico policy, because the Remain in Mexico policy held them there instead of just transferring over. But it's it's getting ridiculous. So now we're going to give these guys cash payments to come over, and that's going to prevent them from coming over? I- <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm gonna give you twenty
2: five dollars if you cross this line, so you better not do it <laughs> I mean, for for people that sat around for four years and said that everything that
3: the Trump administration did regarding uh, border security and, you know, um, you know, ice and everything like like they're so horrible at policy. Like this is so bad. Like it turns out that when you campaign for four years against somebody, who is actually keeping the surges down on the border, and then you actually get into policy. Like, yeah. you're, you're responsible for that policy. You have to do yeah. that. You know what I mean? So you could just tell that they, Democrats and, obviously, Joe Biden doesn't, they don't have a plan. No. They have literally no plan for
2: the border. They yeah. never did have a plan.
3: All Their, their whole plan was to complain about, what trump did on the border
2: that that's literally their whole plan yeah it's like when we discussed ice and they said well we want to abolish ice and i was like okay what's your plan to stop terrorists and other people like from coming into the country not not a lot of people know this because but like ice was formed like shortly after the 2001 terror attacks and 9-11 those guys had overstayed their visas they were not supposed to be in the country all of them and if you know if we could have picked up that they were training in Florida, like to fly planes, you know, and they had terrorist yeah. histories. We could have we could have nabbed them if we had an associated or some kind of database like that can identify those people. You know what I yeah. mean? And And uh, now they're
3: um, and that gets so much harder, right? Yeah. That gets so the more people you let in, the more people you don't vet. That gets so much harder to track. Yeah. You know, how do you track the terrorists? How do you track the people that are you know doing bad stuff? You yeah. Know? And, and and
2: flights now they're not even they're not even putting them through uh, any kind of like federal database or anything. They're just letting them in. And the it's gotten so bad that um, I've got a report here that says 172,000 tried to cross the border illegally in March. And that's the most, I guess, in 15 years, all-time high, five times greater than the amount seen last March and also a 70% increase from February alone. So Yeah, I mean, well,
3: when it turns out that you're – you don't tell people that you're not going to deport them if they come here. Yeah, I we've mean, got a gonna, moratorium
2: on deportations. Yeah, well, they so just we took— So we can't
3: deport them. They just took thousands of migrant kids and let them stay in hotels.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you saw that really bad. Yeah, so they're letting paying, them stay in hotels, and we've got, like— I the, thought that's
3: insane. Yeah. Like, and that's insane. Like, do you know they were they're paying, staying for
2: three weeks? That's what I mean. Yeah, the the, the time period is supposed to be like, only, like, three days. That's freaking crazy yeah so yeah let's go put them in the marriott taxpayers are paying for illegal aliens hotel rooms not like how mention, insane is that not to mention all those soldiers that were sleeping in parking garages or because of the biden inauguration like they they've Brought all, right,
3: all the in. all the Coast Guard guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, we,
2: so we got vets who are homeless sleeping on the street, but we've got foreign nationals who are illegally crossing and we're putting them in the Marriott. Yeah, we're
3: putting them in hotels and they're getting meals and they're getting medical service, care. And they're getting yeah. uh, medical attention and, yeah, you know, and they're getting educated.
2: You know, it's funny. I don't see any of these people at the borders screaming at the maskless migrants saying, you're killing my grandma. Yeah,
3: right. Oh, well, 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 not to mention that they're completely ignoring all of the... CDC guidelines in those migrant facilities where they're keeping all those kids. Like They they have
2: like a thousand kids. It's pressed up against each other. And I tried to talk to people about this years ago when they had a facility like Ote Mesa. They had a wall in California. They had an Ote Mesa. If you look at the facility, there was an ABC report that takes you inside the facility for Ote Mesa. And um, I'll probably provide a link to it. Uh, Maybe we could put it in the show notes. But this woman was traveling through Ote Mesa and she was showing how they had dentistry. They had a soccer field, they had a, a church area. They, they had all these different, you know, things available to them. They had a library, they had a gym, they had all these amazing uh, facilities is really why, because the truth is that when you have a wall and when you have not so many people crossing, you can accommodate them better. But when you have a ton of people just flooding in, you almost need, like, a warehouse-like facility to hold them all, and you're not going to be able to accommodate for their basic needs either. Right, right. Well, the thing,
3: you know, what frustrates me the most is, like, you know, we spent four years getting drilled by the media, right? And now, like, Kaylee McEnany and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and even, like, Scaramucci was around for like a week. He's like, the hey, "I'm not doing this. This is <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. This is just, you know what I mean? This yeah. is yeah. stupid. Idiotic. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna take this. But like, Jen Psaki s- literally sits on the podium and just lies. Like, uh who yeah. was it? She's I guess, not
2: lying. She's she's dodging. Yeah, yeah,
3: she dodges questions. She lies. Right. And the thing is, is like when these When the media outlets ask her questions, I saw, like, a guy from um, MSNBC, and he asked her, you know, where else in the country is it acceptable to have a 1,000 people in a 50-by-50-foot space during a pandemic? Right. And she turns around and says, oh, we're following all the CDC guidelines – and yeah. they're all socially distanced, correct? Like, no, they're not socially distanced correctly. They're they're less than a foot apart. Yeah, they're sleeping with foil blankets. Yeah, they're sleeping on the ground, and you have a thousand people in a fifty by fifty foot space. Yeah, and how are you going to follow follow the CDC guidelines with that? Right, they're
2: not going to, you know, that, yeah, and, that's, and they're that's not, not providing not thing. masks to any of them. No, they're, they're not being like, hey, wear a mask. Hey, wear that. Like, they're not providing. They're not. Masks they're not. Them. Are they even
3: testing people? No. I mean, they're no. releasing them into the interior of the country. And Are they, do they even you testing know bad, them?
2: Like it was in Mexico. Forty percent of the nation, I think, had COVID. They were doing this report. It was one of the highest rates for COVID in like in anywhere close to us.
3: Well, I think. Well, I just read the
2: other day that
3: you know uh, I think it's I don't know if it's Sweden or, or uh, Switzerland or if something. It's like Sweden, that. Sweden. That's the one that didn't lock down. They didn't lock down, and they have over seventy percent of their population is considered to have, have uh, to have immunity to yeah. COVID. Like whether they got vaccinated or uh, whether they are, um, you know, uh, they already have T cell immunity to it. Yeah, they've already caught it. and yeah. they recovered from it. By the way, and they're fine. Yeah, all right?
2: the all the people you know who are the most fun had COVID. <laughs> All yeah. the fun people had COVID. Yeah. Well, I had then, COVID, my well, friends. Well, that's had the whole COVID. thing. So yeah. like when you look when you look at it though,
3: I like I even think America is probably coming pretty close, right? We have yeah. over a hundred million people vaccinated, right? Yeah. We're we're getting to that point, mm-hmm. right? And then they they say that we've had sixty million people with it. But yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that it's more than a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Because like 60 million, when they say 60 million people have caught COVID and recovered, those are the people that they know have caught it, right? They've tested them. They've put them on the grid. They've uh, done, like, the contact tracing or something like, oh, you know, I was, like, with this person, and, and, you know, they were sick, too. Or, like, one person gets tested in a household, and then they go, yeah, you know there's three other people in my household and they all have covid too but they're fine they're not experiencing symptoms they don't need to be in the hospital i was the one who got more sick that's why i came to the hospital that's the only way to check to see who you know unless they report into their local county uh health system or you know health board and tell them that yeah i've had covid and i recovered from it you know and that's a way for them to track and keep the numbers correct but the thing is is America's only reporting 60 million people who have had COVID and recovered from it. It's gotta be way more than that. Yeah, It's probably double that, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say, let's just say it was a hundred million people, Mm -hmm. right? So you got a hundred million people vaccinated. You have a hundred million people with T cell immunity, and then you have almost a hundred million people in the country who are under the age of 18, who aren't, susceptible to the virus they're not transmitting the virus yeah, like we're all these dead sick.
2: elementary school teachers right like that were yeah like, why are there why are our schools so still closed we're, so we're talking
3: like almost 300 million people in our country it's that been 14
2: have, months right yeah, it's like- that have either
3: caught it and recovered from it have been vaccinated or they're just not susceptible to it to begin with like why are we still wearing masks why are we still yeah. not having schools open why are we still trying to do like the small regulations on stuff
2: and, yeah i mean if you yeah. want to voluntarily wear a mask you know have at it have fun you know knock well, i don't around. understand why these but why I do i have to like i didn't understand it it's like when i got kicked out of the gym like for taking a breather just because i pulled my mask down to take a breath yeah. for a second and the guy's like oh Wait. you got to leave you pulled your mask down for five seconds like, do, i don't understand like, why the
3: <laughs> i don't understand why the stores are doing it yeah i, I don't get it I mean, is there I'm that like, many people that care about wearing masks well in also i was just part. like
2: i was like so you're going to keep me out like do their masks not work are their masks like so inefficient that me taking a breath 20 feet away from them is going to right. put them at risk right yeah. do their masks not work yeah. so like again you know in this i've so- told this to other people like where i've walked in and it was voluntary and uh he's like oh do you want to put a mask on i'm like well you're you're wearing one so what's the point of me wearing one it's just it's just ridiculous like i again i'm already immune I already had the thing. Yeah. Okay. But it's, we don't know
3: how long T cell immunity lasts.
2: We don't know so, how long the vaccine lasts either. We don't know that either. Right. Exactly. And, and then on top of this, the president of the WHO is saying that he's not even sure if the vaccine prevents transmission. So on top of that, I'm going to take my immunity over over anything. Right. If you take
3: the vaccine, they still want you to wear a mask, which Which is stupid stupid because it just says, okay, we don't have faith in our own vaccine. Right. Exactly. So if we were going to do, if, if that was the case, then why didn't we just say, okay, it doesn't really matter. Like we're not going to lock down because even if we do get a vaccine, it's still going to be spreadable. Like, it still can, you know, hurt a lot of people. And So, like, what is the point? And it's so
2: stupid that people still defend the CCP on this. Because remember, when China first got this, they locked down all their interstate travel. Because I see a lot of this where we're like, oh, yeah, you you blame China? He's like, yeah, well, I don't – not China necessarily, but the CCP. I like to say the CCP over China because that's a lot more specific. It's talking about their government. But the CCP locks down all interstate travel. But then – they let all international travel go. So we're going to lock down everything in our own place. But as far as like traveling to the U.S., go ahead. And I think they did that because the sanctions that we put on them were really try- starting to hurt their economy when we were prospering. And they essentially didn't care how many other countries got sick. No, because yeah. why else would you not shut down their Well, I mean, obviously travel? they
3: lied, lied big about it because they stopped the reporting uh, cases but they reached like seventy four thousand cases and then they just completely stopped like are you trying to tell me that there's only seventy four thousand people who caught covid in china like,
2: no come on there's come what on. there's like, what a billion people they dude. locked people in their homes to die <laughs> yeah
3: there's there's a billion people in china, in china. Yeah. yeah don't like just off natural spread you're gonna have more you know what i mean like there's no way because the whole thing is Oh, yeah, they're trying to say, oh, well, we locked everybody down and that's what happened. Like nobody had contact with each other. It's like, yeah, that that's not really a thing.
2: you know. And then it's really rich to hear Biden talk about how seriously he's taken the COVID virus when originally he was saying that it was xenophobic to shut down travel to China. Yeah, <laughs>
3: now it's now he's trying to make it so people can't even travel in America.
2: Well, yeah, and we're going to get the a vaccine. Passport. Florida thing, right? Or if, like they wanted to say, we want to ban travel to Florida. Why? Because Florida opened up and they're doing business as usual. Everybody's enjoying Florida. Everybody I know is going to Florida for vacation.
3: Yeah, and there's no spikes going down there. No, there's, there's no, no, spike. there's they're no spikes. It. They're like, over oh, it. Like, oh, the Super Bowl in Tampa, I can't believe they're letting it go on. There's going
2: to be no spike. There hasn't been a spike. Yeah, oh, I remember all those crazy people? Who the reporters coming down? Like, oh my god, people are outside and they're 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 having fun and they're smiling. And they're they're not wearing yeah. masks. Oh no, Tom Brady didn't wear a
3: mask. It's oh like, no, that's so dumb. It's so dumb. Gosh,
2: our media is so. Ridiculous. Well, it's it, it's getting to a point where we're just neurotic, you know. It's like people have gotten crazy about masks. I see people who have been vaccinated; they still wear the masks. Why? Why do you still wear well, masks? I, I think it's
3: because of like the public perception. Like when you go to a store, everyone has a sign that says no mask, no shield, no service. Yeah. You know. No, and that's, no shield. Yeah, no shield. I know. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I always I thought the same I'm that, thinking the same thing you like go walking in the store There's with like a, a huge like medieval time shield with oh my like a gosh. sword and be like, This is my yeah. shield. I- <laughs> <laughs> you guys oh, said it, not me. Oh man. You
2: know, what was also kinda of funny is I remember before this <clears> took place, <throat> Senator Tom Cotton was called a conspiracy theorist by the left for directing attention to the Wuhan virology lab, saying that was extremely dangerous needed to be taken seriously and could potentially cause a pandemic. And this was before it all happened. So um, yeah, I I remember reading that and being like, okay, so is he still a conspiracy theorist for saying what, what essentially took place? Like it's, it's just ridiculous. But because
3: you know, well, now, now they're studying. it. Yeah, everybody, you know, when the f- pandemic first started. Gained a function saying, oh, like, research. Where did it come from? Oh, it's a man-made virus. You know, like it, it was in the yeah. lab and stuff. And now they're actually saying Saying that. it was he's, actually oh, well, in a lab. Uh, yeah, well, we're looking at... Like, even the former CDC director came yeah. out and said, like, for COVID to come from a bat to a human, he's yeah, like... that's so takes, hard yeah, to do that. he's like, that takes decades to do like any kind of disease that's transmittable from like an animal to a human and then a human for it to thrive and then infect everybody else around the world. It seems like we're getting closer and
2: closer to realizing that this was made in a lab. And if it was made in a lab and it did spread it to other countries, you have to ask yourself, you know, it's just kind of coincidental that, you know, we've got an obesity problem and you release a virus that, you know, kills people who have obesity and kills the elderly. Well, well, the whole thing is, it's scary to even think about that, you
3: know, just in regardless, just to think about that, right? Like, okay, we got, you know, the CCP, right? And they don't like the tariffs on their country, so they release, like, you know how many people died from COVID? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's insane. Like, that's crazy to me. That's crazy (sighs) to me that they would even think, like, oh, yeah, we could do that. You know, let's just release this virus and... You know, I I mean, obviously, you know, like how I think about it, it's kind of, I I guess it's kind of like conspiracy Mm theory-ish because, I mean, they're at risk, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for you to say yeah, we're going to release this virus or whatever, like you're putting your own family at risk too. You know, yeah. it's not just, you know, you can't just release a virus and then say
2: like it's going to target the place and the people that I don't like. No, I know. You know it's but going it, to target it, everybody. I, I think there could have been some you kind know? of mistake or outbreak because it was just kind of weird that they were erasing certain, you can look back on this and they were erasing certain doctors that worked on the Wuhan virology lab and just taking them their names out of existence like they never worked there. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely some shady there, there going was, on. There was with a it. bunch of disappearing Chinese doctors for a while. There was a, there was a doctor that
3: came out and was saying
2: she yeah she
3: was on Tucker Carlson right yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that and I don't know and she specifically she's
3: she's like yeah this was a you know a project that we were working on and and we're you know get, trying to investigate it but the CCP is kind of you know in our way of investigating certain things mm-hmm. and you know we should. You know, we need help from other people to stop them from, you know, suppressing the information that we're trying to put out and things like that. Yeah.
2: Um, but, you, you know, but yeah, according to, you know, the liberal media, Georgia is more of a threat to the United States well-being than China Jim Crow. <laughs> so, Jim you know, Crow uh, laws. Let's, let's talk about that for a second. So yeah. what's going on in Georgia is they're trying to say that ID, voter ID laws, right, are racist somehow. I guess that was that was their whole angle, right?
3: Voter IDs are are racist, especially for yeah, because I I guess you can mail in for
2: absentee ballots when you especially yeah. for absentee. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder why that would be the case. But yeah, it's just like it's it's insane to me that people are so smart that they're going or. Um, My sarcasm is just going to bring out, but I I just think it's hilarious that like, yeah, you can't expect like black people to own phones or to drive or to like visit a library or to know how to drink alcohol or to have bank accounts or have money (laughs) or do anything in a society that requires any kind. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? They're so ridiculous. But, but yeah, I, I just want to see the liberal p- pitch meeting for the MLB where they're like, okay, guys, so what we're going to do is we're going to say that black people are too stupid to know how to, like, drive or have bank accounts or phones or rent anything, and then we're going to move from a state that's 30 to 40% like a black population, and we're going to move to Colorado where it's 96% of the population isn't black. All how right. woke are we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so dumb also it's just like all of these countries that require state ID. You know what? We should do. We should just play that that Yakko's you know, world theme where it just goes over all the nations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's basically what it is. That's the list I'm looking for. It's like Iceland, Sweden, New Zealand, Denmark, Canada, Ireland,
0: United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru,
2: Switzerland, Finland. Australia, Luxembourg, Netherlands,
0: Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador too.
2: Germany, Austria, Malta, United Kingdom, Spain. Those are, Kingdom, those
0: are Spain, all supposedly the most
2: moral
3: yeah, countries ju- um, Japan, Japan in Italy, the world, you know, France,
2: South Korea, left. even South Korea, like Israel, Estonia, Czech Republic, El Salvador. Puerto
0: Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still. Or
2: Peru, Colombia, Dominican Republic, Hungary. <laughs> for i won't bore you with how many names i'm looking at a a list of maybe 80 countries where everybody has everybody has some sort of voter id but we know why you're against voter id guys you you want to steal elections it's that simple exactly why why else they, they did it they they were
3: messing around and doing stuff they were doing like ballot harvesting and stuff like that especially in georgia yeah and now that they're freaking out about it because they're
2: these are laws that are going to stop them from right. doing those kind of things. Yeah, there's a lot of you laws know? being proposed by people who saw shady things go down in the 2020 election, where they're like, okay, yeah, like th- these scenarios where in Georgia you're saying, okay, we're too tired to count the ballots at 9 p.m., but we're going to all wake up at 3 a.m. and count the ballots. No, yeah, we're not doing that I, I,
3: anymore. I, I, when when did that? When was that even a thing? No, never. Never, I don't even never. understand. Like, when well, was that even a thing? We've never had that happen. Who before decided that it was okay to stop counting ballots? Like, as they were only for in. the Republicans, <laughs> you know, it's you know, we're going to keep counting Biden ballots until
2: he wins. That's but, the way
3: it works. But the whole thing is, that's a, this is exactly why I think if COVID didn't happen, I honestly think Trump would still be the president.
2: Yeah, same, I really, I, I actually think if he had opened up on Easter, like you said, he would have. He, then he would have been. But the that's the whole so. thing.
3: But that's the whole thing. Like Trump didn't keep that to his advantage. Like no. he should have been the person no. that came out on TV and been like, "Listen, all of you businesses and all well, the he schools, was, and then he backed down. Right, he backed down because of. The scrutiny because of the public scrutiny. You well, know
2: exactly. also the medical doctors like Fauci and Burks talk exactly. about this. And by the way, I'm sick of people in the media. To, obviously, yeah. the media is like, oh, he's
3: trying to kill people. He's trying to kill people. Well, so, I'm no, just, I'm not. just sick
2: of this because, like, I remember talking to one person. He was like, oh, they never said that we couldn't see our families or travel. I'm like, Doctor Burks had a whole scandal where she went over to Thanksgiving to see her family after she had told people not to travel and the scandal yeah. got so bad because everybody had listened to her that what they
3: she ended up retiring. I actually appreciated her a lot more than I appreciate Fauci. Because yeah. Fauci now is is just I, I think at first- I never liked Fauci. I, I think at first he was kind of like, okay, I'm just going to give the facts. Remember when he was like, yeah, masking doesn't really help. Like, we've done- Okay, yeah, then I liked done, Fauci. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't do- We've done all these studies in the past with airborne diseases. Yeah. Like, N95s are the only thing that we think can possibly make a difference. Not- necessarily like we can't put it on paper and say yeah if you wear a mask you're gonna to totally be yeah you know you're gonna be covered from from getting sick they can't say that yeah. and they've known that for a long time so when he first came out and said that I think he was actually being truthful yeah he was like the data I've read it doesn't really help yeah but then when he realized that Democrats were gonna use it yeah as like a political yeah you and, know hitch and, against Trump yeah. and against Republicans then he started to, like, play along with them, right? He's like, oh, you need two masks. You need, you need three a masks. It's mask up, palooza Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? He even said but, at one point that goggles, you should oh, wear goggles gosh. because airborne diseases can be transferred through your eyes, we're, too.
2: We, and Yeah, and but, you know, we're the conspiracy theorists because we, we you know, I, I love these people. I saw this one thing that was so funny where they're like, oh, you guys are anti-mask. He's like, anti-mask is just normal. You're anti-face. <laughs> <laughs> That's just normal. Yeah. But uh yeah, so now he's saying we need two and three masks and everything else. And I, I feel like the the thing about Fauci, you can't pin him down on any specific position because he's changed it. So somebody <laughs> so I can, many times I can quote yeah. him by saying lockdowns don't help and masks don't help and then somebody said but he said three months later that he that they do. And I remember talking to somebody who was a liberal and I asked her, I was like, Do you think Dr. Fauci should be fired? Why should he be fired? I'm like, well, you think that because I don't want to wear masks 24/7, I'm killing grandma. But he told me that that I didn't have to do that, and he's not killing grandma when he suggested to all Americans for three months. So how many grandmas did he kill? Why don't you want him to be fired? Right. And she can she can give me a response. Well, maybe you should be. And like she's trying to be sarcastic. Oh, maybe you should be. Yeah, I'm like hey, maybe I should <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I mean
3: he. Uh, I don't trust like when i see him on tv i don't trust anything that he says
0: does
2: anybody trust anything the medical community says anymore that's the problem why do you think so many people well, don't want to get vaccines? guidelines
3: yeah the cdc guidelines right now don't make any sense yeah they literally don't make any sense
2: it's like, like it's like when those people write those ridiculous laws that you can't rent giraffes on Friday and walk past a stoplight. It's you know, a three foot. crazy
3: laws. It's a 3-foot rule now. Did you know that? The three social foot. it's not 6 feet anymore. They
2: lowered it to 3. Wasn't wasn't that always the recommendation in the UK was always 3 feet? I don't know. Yeah, what's been. what's funny is it people get in your face. They don't stay three feet away from you. Right. They, it's, it's not about. Well, the, the CDC on the website
3: clearly says schools can be fully open with no mask mandates and a three foot social distancing rule. Yeah. That's meaning that nobody's vaccinated, not yeah. even teachers. They even specifically said the director of the CDC came out and said that teachers yeah. don't need to be vaccinated to be in class.
2: Well, yeah, like I said, where's all these dead students? Where's all these dead teachers? And people are like, right. well, well, uh, they're bringing it home. I'm like, okay, where's all the dead parents then? I, yeah, I don't see any of that. Right.
3: Yeah, and but, expe-
2: well, especially kids K through 12,
3: their parents are. Probably fairly young, you mm-hmm. know. Rarely yeah. is somebody K through twelve. Maybe, Matt, maybe is in the early forties. Yeah, exactly. But. Like that—that's that's a rarity, right? So, I mean, anybody that's going to bring COVID nineteen home uh, to their parents, I mean, there's not really a lot of data to suggest that kids are catching it and bringing it home and giving it to parents. It's more of parents giving it to kids. Yeah, is is how it's going. Yeah. You know, that there's a lot more evidence to prove that than there really is. Students going to school catching COVID and then coming back home and, and infecting transmitting it to their parents. That's not really a thing.
2: Well, I think we're all pretty aware <coughs> that the, the teachers are doing this because it's a lot more convenient to stay at home and they were saying things. And to they're doing effective. some of them are doing half the work. Yeah, they're doing half days, they're doing half the work and they're getting paid the same full salary. And the same thing. They're for getting colleges. paid more. Remember the colleges, like my, I have buddies Will, if you're watching, and uh You know, all my friends, Daniel out there, love you guys. You know, they're they're doctors. They're they're on Zoom school, you know, for doctors. I'm like, okay, where are all the Planned Parenthood students that are on Zoom school? (laughs) They're not there. You know why? Because it's a political thing. Yeah. You know, it's stupid. You know, these guys are actually out there trying to save lives. And the other people. Well, Well, that's why, like, I made a Facebook
3: post and I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to hear anybody call teachers essential anymore because they're obviously not.
2: Yeah, obviously they're, if they're obviously if they're going to be locked down. You know, and that,
3: and that's not my, you know, that's not my perception of yeah. teachers. That's that's, that's the, the teachers', teacher's union. That's the teachers. teachers' union. The state education systems they don't want teachers to be in school, so they obviously don't think that they're essential. Yeah. The sixty-five-year-old du- greeter at Walmart is at work, and you're not.
2: Well, that's what I told people, too. I'm like, I, I worked for Amazon at the time. I'm like, why am I out here delivering your packages if there's a in- increased chance that I could die? You don't care about me, but yeah. you, you're saying that you don't have to go to work because you're a teacher and you could die. Like, where's where's the evidence of that? Like, I'm right. I'm dealing with packages. I'm going door to door. I'm like... You know, i mean there there are some cases that
3: teachers have caught it yeah you know what i mean and but they don't specifically know if it's like actually kids that are transmitting it to them or if you know they're getting it from home you know it's really hard to tell you well know? also
2: like I, I know all these people like well my kid's gonna get the vaccine look if your kid's under 20 if, if anybody's under 20 you probably don't need the vaccine, dude.
3: If you're under, it's like, if you're if under, you're 30, under you're forty, if you're under fifty, you <laughs> hardly need the
2: vaccine. Yeah, and that's the thing. I I hate seeing like, oh, now we're gonna do vaccine passports. Yeah. yeah oh, that's no. great. Yeah, yeah no. I, I'm sure the church is gonna love that. You know, hey, you can't you can't buy, sell, or travel unless you have the, this mark that shows that you've been vaccinated, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, well, man. the
3: thing the thing about this so. We get, people get vaccinated every year for the flu. Right. Right. So nobody's really, I guess we just don't know yet. Cause like, think about the people that have caught COVID, have recovered from it. Right. Mm-hmm. When's the next time they're going to get sick from COVID? Like how long is the T cell immunity going to last? You know, yeah. are we going to have to get vaccinated every single year for COVID just
2: like the flu? Yeah. And then I was no. reading just how they were doing all these different vaccines And they said, well, what we did was we actually started human trials, and then we started animal trials on the same day that we started human trials. Then you didn't do animal trials. Oh, no, they didn't. Did you know that there's a guy
3: in Illinois that works at – he's a virologist Mm -hmm. at Abbott. Yeah. And he's currently doing tours around Lake County – Telling people not to take the vaccine. There are because, medical professionals. Yeah, medical professionals. Yeah, because they're saying that it never went through human trials. It got pushed through by the FDA. Or yeah. uh, and and it's they. I don't think that they're saying it because they're they're saying they don't want to discourage people from getting. Uh, no, you know, but you should be aware the risk. You should be aware of the risk be because we don't know yet. The Pfizer vaccine. This is gonna be like smoking, dude. yeah. You know what I mean? In in the twenties, they didn't know. That yeah. people were going to get COPD and lung cancer from yeah. smoking cigarettes all the time. You know what? It wasn't until like the 60s, 70s, 80s where they started to realize. Because even in the 60s, they were smoking in the hospitals. My right. grandma yeah. <clears throat> died in 2008. She was 93. Yeah. When she came. That's a <clears throat> long life. Yeah. When she came here from the Philippines. She worked in the hospitals. Yeah. She was a nurse. That's how she got. She got here through a nurse program because they were short nurses after after World War. Right. So that's how she was able to get here. And she worked in the hospital. She had COPD. Like, you yeah. know, obviously it just got worse through her life or whatever, you know. And she still lived till she was 93. So mm-hmm. the COPD she had, I mean, it wasn't. It didn't play a significant role in her health like throughout her life but she right. still had it right she had to deal with right. it she had to use a nebulizer she had to use an inhaler sometimes and you know stuff like that but they didn't know that yeah they didn't know that back in the 60s no they, right? they, the they were smoking on airplanes they were is. smoking like patients were smoking in hospitals in yeah. the 60s well in their rooms yeah you know so I guess they didn't know so it's the same thing with this with this vaccine because it's had it went through what? eight months of trials or eight months of development. Yeah. Like it took time to actually develop it and test it. So the testing probably only lasted a few months, maybe,
2: you know? So there's a, there's a bunch of stories here. Um, there was, one actually recently by MSN, not too long ago, where a hospital halted COVID vaccinations after four workers had severe reactions. And this that's was in a medical facility in that's Illinois. In, that was in Illinois in, yeah. at Condell in Libertyville. Yeah, that was Condell, Advocate yeah. Condell Medical Center in Libertyville. Yeah. And they stopped it on Friday. I've heard a then lot. And decided to resume it on Sunday. I heard a lot of people uh, get sick from. Uh, what is it? Um the Moderna shot. Yeah. And the then the also, Pfizer yeah. shot. I haven't I the, know a ton the, of people the the have. The Pfizer it vaccines this. were causing Bell's palsy and anaphylactic shock to people in the UK. Yeah. Wait, the
3: Moderna shot?
2: The Pfizer shot. The Pfizer shot. The Pfizer shots huh. were causing Bell's palsy and anaphylactic shock originally when they first started rolling them out in the United Kingdom. But now they're haven't
3: really I haven't heard anything. I've heard more of Moderna.
2: Yeah. And a few people
3: I know got the Johnson and Johnson. They haven't said anything yet.
2: Yeah. So far, the Johnson and Johnson one looks more safe to me, but that's just my opinion. But again, the whole point is when you first roll out a vaccine, you should not be having initial reactions of people getting anaphylactic shock and Bell's palsy. You
3: know. Yeah, yeah, I mean well when they when they first rolled out the flu vaccine too. Yeah. Uh, I mean obviously it gets better yeah. every year, right? Yeah. They keep modifying it and stuff like I, that. I, I, yeah, but I, a, I think when the when the flu shot came out, I'm pretty sure it's, it's similar things have happened, I mean, you know. I have
2: a complicated history with vaccines because my sister, uh when she was a toddler like really young like a baby, She had the MMR vaccine, and it knocked her out cold. Uh, A few hours later, she stopped breathing. She turned blue. My mom luckily caught her. My sister probably would have died. We had ambulances around our house doing CPR. My family probably doesn't – it's either it was a really bad shot or we might have some sort of genetic disposition where we just don't handle them well. Yeah. But either way – you know that's gonna that's gonna affect. And it could us be different. It could be different throughout think. your family too. Yeah, exactly. You know, it could be more deadly to somebody else in your family. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, so never I hate know. I hate hearing even some conservatives say like, well, yeah, we should be for mandated vaccines. I'm like, okay, so would you rather have your daughter have a chance of having measles, mumps, or rubella, or her having a febrile seizure and almost dying? Which which risk are you going to take here? Right, exactly. It's like yeah. different scenarios for different families. Yeah. You should be able to make that decision. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I just do not understand this idea that if you don't get a, a mom shot, your kid's gonna die. I d- no. Yeah. Like I don't see the evidence for that. Well,
3: I mean, a lot of hospitals won't even let you like leave with your child unless they get vaccinated.
2: Oh, yeah. The because they. Because I think.
3: Because it and like thins their blood and you know things like that they want to make sure that you're safe before you leave that hospital you know so you don't turn around and sue them
2: well the, the vaccinations have gotten out of control i mean we <coughs> used to have only like two or three we used to have polio and we, we had a few others and now we have like kidneys like 81 to 90 shots or something to be in school yeah it's extremely high maybe i'm over exaggerating but not by a lot if you actually look it up it's pretty high and it's pretty crazy
0: yeah
3: well, this is a lot of good stuff, man. I think we're gonna continue this uh, next week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so
0: sorry. And corn pop was a bad <laughs> foo. <laughs> the conservative connection with corn and crow. Come on,
1: man.